This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. It's Obehave with Arden Moore. This show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Now, back on our show is a very remarkable man. He's been making this a better planet for dogs and people since we first spotted him and his great dog, Presley, on television back in 2008 when they won a show called The Greatest American Dog. Now, today, you might spot him training a dog to walk nicely on a leash in the streets of Manhattan. He's teaching manners and anti-bullying tips to elementary age kids. And soon, he's going to be tackling the nation's pet obesity epidemic. Yeah, epidemic. And he's going to do it head-on with a new show on Animal Planet called My Fat Pet. Please join me in welcoming one of the world's top animal experts, Travis Forson, back on the show, Travis. Hi, Arden. Wow, you make me sound really good. I should come on here more often. Let's do it. It's been way, way, way too long. In fact, we did a little notes last time you had a mic with us. It was back on, ready for it? September 23rd, 2008. Thank you, Mark, my producer, for letting me know that factoid. I remember. I remember as long ago as it was. I do remember. A lot has changed, even for you, Arden. You've been quite the busy bee yourself. Yeah, we're going to unveil all that in a second. But listeners, are you guys struggling with the doggy ABCs? You know, sit, stay, come. Or does your dog seem to have a little more waddle than wiggle? Needs to drop a few pounds? That's why we have Travis on our show today, because he's going to unleash some great tips and tricks. So you guys know the drill. Sit and stay. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Time for a pause. Four furry ones actually sit and stay. All behave. We'll be right back. Molly, here's your dinner. <laughs> Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. 
Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I'm great. I'm excited. I'm doing a Snoopy dance. That's because we have actor, animal expert, trainer, Travis Borson on our show. And I guess we're going to have to add a new title to you. Brand new daddy. Congratulations. Yes. yes. Thank you very much. It's been, everybody keeps asking me. I think it's a rhetorical question. Are you getting any sleep? I think that's pretty obvious. No, I'm not getting any sleep. So you and Heather, a uh, little boy, right? Yeah, we got a little boy uh, named him Blue. I figured that's, you know, little boy Blue I fits right in. But it's so funny. I've, I've had a lot of clients, you know, talking about the no sleep thing. And I teach this, you know, puppy training all the time. And I thought, you know, would have been a good time to get a new puppy because we're up two, three hours every <laughs> night. Same with the puppy. I could have done it both at the same time. You know what? You might have something right there, Travis, your next book or your next project. No sleep. Have a baby and a puppy. And a puppy. That's right. That's I right. I think you should throw in a kitten because I call the first year of a dog or a cat's life the wonder year because you wonder where your sanity goes. <laughs> I, well, I'm with you on that one. I know exactly what you're talking about now. So when was little boy Blue born? He was born April 3rd. So oh, yeah. yeah, he's a sweet little guy. A lot like the puppies. He just eats, sleeps, and poops. So um, we're, we're, I feel like we're right at home. <laughs> you got that nailed. You got that nailed. Hey, I want to do a little flashback, you know, 2008. And I was remembering the show. It was one of my favorite shows, the greatest American dog. And mm-hmm. you had some really stiff competition. Cause you know, you had people like Ron Davis with his surfing dog, you know, Tillman yeah. Skateboard dog and others. You got, you know, three great judges, and I know you've been friends ever since with Victoria Stillwell and all. But I remember the show, and what really caught me was you were kind of a young dude there with a very young boxer, right? And there were some other breeds there that probably they were probably like, oh yeah, got this in the bag, just a boxer. But no, 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 right? Yeah, you're right, Arden. You know, people always ask me what got me into dog training, and I wasn't a dog trainer at that time. You know, I had Presley. He was about 14 months old. And to be honest with you, I, I had done everything wrong. You know, I, I had put him in his crate when he was in trouble. I, I hollered at him <laughs> when he ran in the street. You know, I, I let him drag me down the street on the leash. You know, I just didn't know any better. And when I got on this show, the other people, as much as they didn't want to share their tips, they couldn't help it, you know, because a lot of them, <laughs> their, their heart was in the right place. And that's when I was introduced to the positive reinforcement training and making everything fun and keeping it short. And that grew that bond and relationship with Presley and I, which is what the show was supposed to be about anyway, at the heart of it. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So going through that process, Arden, you know, that's that's what made me become a dog trainer in 2008 was, you know, how can I help other owners, you know, have these same bonds and relationships and life-changing experiences with their pets? Well, life-changing, like, okay, Presley, sit, stay. There's a big elephant yeah. in front of you. <laughs> What you know, the heck? I think luckily my back was turned to the elephant, so I had the easy part. It was, <laughs> it was Presley that had the tough part. Yeah. Everybody said, Were you scared? I was like, Well, I couldn't see it. So I was actually okay until he came right up there. And then once we passed the challenge, man, we couldn't have gotten out of there fast enough. Yeah, but I watched your tone. It was your tone to the very like dad what's that mountain with the big long thing in front yeah (laughs) i mean you weren't you did not have any fear in your voice and i I think that's a good tip right yeah they smell our our emotions so well our dogs and cats 
They really do, you know, and they vibe our energy. And I mean, just having a baby is a perfect example. You know, a lot of owners ask me, well, I have a, I have a dog and I have a baby and I'm so nervous. And I'm like, well, that's the worst thing you can do because if you're nervous, then your dog thinks something's wrong, you know, and obviously staying calm and promoting calm behavior is helpful. And obviously with the elephant being there, I could see Presley, he'd look at the elephant and then he'd look <laughs> at me and then he'd look back at the elephant. And then he looked back at me like, are you crazy? What are we doing here? So we definitely had that inner monologue, but you're exactly right. You have to provide that energy you want your pets to retain and have in that moment. And we do want to give a little salute to Presley because Presley had been so much of your life, you know, Travis and Presley. But I just had lost uh, my great dog who helps me teach pet first aid, Chipper. And we can be sad, but we should also be doing a Snoopy dance, right? Look how your life has changed because you had Presley. Yes, absolutely. Presley, he lived a wonderful life and, um, you know, he, he changed my life. He changed the way I, I treat pets. He changed the way I treat people. Uh, I hadn't met my wife at that time. And, you know, just that the compassion that they give and the unconditional love and it really it changed my life completely changed what I did and how I'm hopefully helping people on a daily basis today. So a huge impact. Yeah, well, we're giving an RIP and a big salute to Mr. Presley. Great, great, great dog. Amen. And so you've got a new one now. What's this new one's name? So we got a new one, Pete, and he's been with us. He came in whenever Presley was still with us. And I think it was that idea of Presley like, hey, who's this? Who's moving mm-hmm. in on my territory? You know, mm-hmm. but they got along just fine. And uh, he's a, a white boxer. We rescued him from the Oklahoma Boxer Rescue. Uh, okay. When he was just three months old, he had actually been returned, I think, two, maybe even three times. The owners, wow. thought, the owners <laughs> thought he was deaf, and they were worried they couldn't raise a, a deaf puppy. Uh, mm-hmm. And I said, hey, bring it on. And it was only a few months later until we realized he just had selective hearing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we do all. All of us do, you know. So yeah. how old? how old is Pete now? So Pete's six years old. He still works with kids also. We visit a special needs school in Brooklyn uh, once a month and uh, work with uh, special needs kids there, everything from ADD, ADHD, autism. uh, And he's just great. We work in their social skills uh, classroom and he's just been a blessing to have as well. Yeah, I'm I'm noticing your Brooklyn accent, Mr. Oklahoma. Uh Uh-oh, (laughs) uh-oh. No, you don't. But you you have literally been around this country. I mean, you're born in what, Perry, Oklahoma? Oh, you're good, Arden. Yeah, I live now. Guess where I live? I live outside of Dallas now. I live in Allen, Texas. No way. Oh, who wants who wants the fun and sun of San Diego? Come on, bring it on, Allen, Texas. I love it. I love it. I love it. So Perry, Oklahoma, if you don't mind, because I think, you know, you you came from Oklahoma, but you didn't want to follow your dad's footsteps and you went to L.A., I did. Yeah. So I grew up on a farm and ranch there. And after college, I moved back home and, and did some work for about three months. And I, I don't know if I told you the story last time and I'll make it brief, but I was moving a, a tractor and trailer with my dad and I was following in the, in the feed truck. And I was just staring out the window daydreaming about, you know, what my life could be like. And lo and behold, my dad had stopped the tractor and I just <laughs> ran smack dab into the back of the mower. I'm sure, you know, farm equipment living around Dallas. Well, that right. farm equipment, that's not like buying a lawnmower, you know, Ooh. we're thousands and thousands of dollars. So my dad came tumbling out of that cabin that tractor like I'd never seen him before. I mean, you know, he's a Sunday school teacher. So when he gets fired up, you know, uh, you really push some buttons. And uh, he came back, he said, what are you doing? You know, and I said, Oh, I'm sorry, dad. I said, I'm just I'm in another place. And 
that night we got home and I said, I, I really want to move to LA and be an actor. And that was in 2000, uh, 2001 and uh, off I went. So, and, and you actually got gigs. I mean, you got some commercials and you've been on some different TV shows. I mean, what'd you bring? Did you go to LA in a tractor or how did you? Get oh my gosh. I, well, I, it was a 1991 GMC stepside pickup truck. So there you yeah, go. It was a stick shift and all, but yeah, you know, <laughs> I, was, I was very fortunate. I worked real hard for the first four years I was there. And then the last three years I was able to work as an actor. And I mean, it was great, but it, it just wasn't, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be once I started doing it. You know, it was a lot of sitting around and I said, I need some action. We need some action. So, uh, how, I mean, how did you get something? Cause you know, you're coming from Oklahoma. You don't have a lot of agents in Perry, Oklahoma. No, no. Yeah. I had done a lot of local commercials, so that kind of got me in the door. And then my very first big audition was for JAG, and JAG was a long Oh, yeah, show. I remember that show, yeah. Yeah, and it was the very last season, and the breakdown, so, you know, the casting directors put out breakdowns, and it basically gives a description of what they're looking for. And I didn't have any TV credits at the time, but the breakdown said, small town, guy next door from Oklahoma with an accent, you know, and something, something else. And my agent called and said, Travis, if you can't get this role, you might consider another profession. <laughs> so oh. <laughs> I, I said, well, no pressure, I guess. But I, I went and auditioned and, uh, and I got the role and it was a big guest starring role. And it was almost like playing myself other than the fact that I hadn't been in the service. And that was the start of it, Arden. And so for the next Oh gosh, you know, three to five years, I I was able to to make a living at it. But you know, you interview actors all the time, and I'm sure right. you know they tell you it's it's just a tough business, no matter how you look at it. Well, and they also have the humble factor. We had Stephen Weber on. You know, he's a pretty good actor. People yeah. know him. And uh, I'm hearing this noise, and he then confesses he's in his car outside of CVS in L.A. because <laughs> he's got a list. I said, "Do you have a honeydew list?" He goes, "Yes, ma'am. I have a honeydew list. I have to pick this up for my <laughs> wife before the, after the show." I said, "So you win Emmys, and you got to do a honeydew list." And he goes, "Yep, yep." Yeah. So you know, there's you never know. But you've got Presley. And you win the show, and I'm I'm laughing. I'm thinking to myself, you got two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in your pocket. Now that's a lot of kibble, and you guys just could have gone on a, like a canine shopping spree and blew the prize money. You really didn't. No, no, we didn't. You know, I had a lot of people after that show, Arden, who said, "Hey, you know, you're going to be the next host on the next big pet show, and this and this and that." And so I. I kind of just sat tight and I, I didn't buy anything big. I didn't buy a house, didn't buy a car, didn't spend it. You know, I just held on to it for a while. But as you know, Uncle Sam is is good at taking his share. And, yeah. uh, you know, you can only live on something like that for so long. And and I got down to a last little bit and thought, <laughs> nothing's yeah. happening. You know, nothing's happening. And that's when I started the educational curriculum program for early childhood education. And I used the last little bit for that and ended up licensing it to a company called Frog Street out of Grapevine, Texas, which isn't too far. Oh, from I know. Yeah. My, my yeah. Uh, dad's uh, relatives are buried in the Grapevine Cemetery. Yep. Okay. I know. It. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, they're close. Yeah. They're close. Yeah. And so, so yeah, so, so that's been going strong. Uh, but that, that's what I was able to put my money towards. And uh, then of course I met Heather and she's a singer and does Broadway. And so we ended up here in New York. Wow. That's cool. Let's get back to the education for the kids. Now, yeah. is it Travis and Presley.com, the website, or where should we go? Cause I, I looked down there and there are some things about the curriculum, but what's the best place for yeah. our listeners to find yeah. out about that? Absolutely. So frogstreet.com uh, is okay. where you want to go. Yep. And then our program is under uh, early childhood education for, I think, 
There's a bunch of little links there, but you can find us at uh, frogstreet.com is where you can find us. Right. And what I like about it, I saw a little video. It was you and that then and Pres- Presley were at a school in Wiley, Texas. And, That's right. And you, I mean, I'm looking at the footage and these kids aren't like, pardon me, they're not picking their nose or sleeping. They're like wide eyed and like, what? Really? And it wasn't just a bunch of little tricks, was it? You really have a purpose to what you were doing. Yeah. You know, our whole goal there, obviously, well, and you know this, you know, when you use pets and animals with children, you have an opportunity that a lot of people don't have, and that's just to capture their attention. Most of the time it's for a short period of time, but, you know, just working with educators, again, like working with animals, if you keep things short. So we, we do a combination of a live action with, uh, now Pete travels with us on stage. Then we will use a video, okay. using video from Greatest American Dog. Of course, they love the elephant video and Presley you know, <laughs> yeah, <I> <laughs> uh, zip lined, you know, towards oh, the yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like an orange toy or something. In your yeah, hand. That, that was right. And he zip lined. I always tell people they don't realize this because the high definition wasn't as good back then, but Presley peed the whole way down his <laughs> zip line uh, down that. <laughs> I hope you didn't. Okay. No, no, no. I held it in. Thank goodness. But You know, we use all of these different messages with the kiddos as far as like standing up to bullies, obviously having self-control, trust with your friends and your teachers and your principals that they're there for you the same way I was there for Presley. So we really parlay, you know, a live action show into real life teaching moments that the educators can take back to the classroom and then obviously reinforce with the program. Well, that sounds great. Now we're going to take a quick commercial break and we're going to get back into this and talk about your new TV show that's coming up. But remember how I broke for the commercial break? You do it better than me. So in your best actor animal training thing, you need to let people know that we have to go to a commercial break and we'll come back. But you remember the sit and stay. So I do. do it. Do it in the own your own Travis style. You got it. All right, folks, just sit, stay, be calm, and we'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com Hey, this is Ali Sweeney from Days of Our Lives and The Biggest Loser. And you're listening to Arden Moore on The Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Obehave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore, and we have the one and only Travis Borson on the show. And guys, we want you to go to frogstreet.com because 
he's doing great work for our newest generation of kids. He's teaching them a lot about respect, anti-bullying. And I was laughing because there were some comments from the teachers are saying like, yeah, you don't burp or put your elbows on the table. All of a sudden, kids are teaching their parents. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we have one of the one of the legs of the curriculum is uh, good table manners. And the kids watched it. And yeah, that was right. It was actually one of the administrators uh, had come back to school and said, what was my child doing there at home getting on to me for having my elbows on the table and burping at the table? And we thought, well, now we know it's working. That's that's right. But it's not only that, but you have actually some curriculums that have a lot of elements to them. So if somebody is a teacher right now or a principal, how would you uh, let them know about this program? Because I think it's needed. I mean, I go in the classroom with my dog and cat. I don't know if we have to catch up, but I teach pet first aid. But I also teach a game I called canine, feline, fact, or fiction with your game show host, Kona and Casey, my cat and dog. And so we give the kids questions and then the cat and dog walk around and pretend like they're giving them answers. But they learn things about handling pets and behavior and safety things. But I notice that kids love that, but that you have a much more stellar home program. So how do people find out about you and be able to book you? Sure, absolutely. So so everything goes through frogstreet.com and our in-classroom materials and curriculum for teachers that are listening out there, it's a supplemental program that adds to things that you're already doing in the in the classroom that focus around character education. So it's called Character Education with Travis and Presley. And the program is a story of adventures with Travis and Presley. And so there's eight different parts which can take a teacher through an entire school year. Uh, using supplemental activities and games. There are books in English and Spanish. They're reversible. You just flip them over. There's interactive videos that are anywhere from three to five minutes long. And there's also uh, interactive whiteboard games for the classroom that go along with it that, you know, teach, you know, everything from mathematics and uh, reading. And they really cover the whole gamut. I think the key for teachers, what they need to hear is that it's a supplemental curriculum that meets most educational guidelines. So it really, again, it doesn't focus on human animal relations, which is what you're doing, which is so needed. It's more geared towards using the pet as a tool for the educator to capture the kid's attention and then take them the rest of the way. And I mean, you're a guy from a farm in Perry, Oklahoma, and then you're on JAG. How did you become a teacher? That's a lot of work. That's just not just putting together something and saying, oh yeah, it'll be cool. I mean, you had to put a lot of work and work with a lot of people to create these curriculums. Well, we did. And and without the educators, it couldn't have happened, to be completely honest with you. You know, the foot soldiers, those teachers and educators that are in there doing it day in and day out, as you know, they just don't get enough credit. And without them, this couldn't have happened. And there was a whole bunch of people that came together on this and they helped write the curriculum. They helped write the books. They helped write the program. I don't want to not give myself credit, but, you know, me and Presley, we just kind of brought brought the arm that that helped capture yeah. the attention of the kids, you know, and by going around and doing the public speaking thing. So you'd asked about that. They also Frog Street books us for all the elementary, middle school, high school public appearances that we do. They do all those bookings. Um, and we're, you know, we're available 12 months out of the year and we just, we come and do those shows. We do everything from high school assemblies to, you know, anything you can think of. We've even done stuff for corporate events and conventions and keynote speaking, anything motivational. We're your team. Well, I like it. Character education. That's the key. And we sure need a heaping helping of that these days. (laughs) (laughs) So let's go on to another one. You know, it is scary when you see people that almost brag on Facebook that they have to 
have a hernia when they lift up their cat or their dog is mistaken for an ottoman because it has more waddle than wiggle. It's really no joking matter. We have some fat, fat pets. So I know they've got the biggest loser for the two-leggers. Tell us a little bit about the show you're going to debut this fall on Animal Planet. Is it My Fat Pet? Sure, Arden. Yeah, you know, and I think, you know, we don't want the the title to be misleading. You know, our goal is to help these families, help educate them, not only on the problem, but how it can be fixed. And also, you know, give viewers at home tips that they can use right there. We don't want this to be a show that you watch it and you go, oh, well, without Travis here, I can't fix these problems. Well, that's incorrect. We're doing it for the love and the health and the wellness of the pet. So it is important. We want people out there to know that this is not a show where we make fun of obese pets. This is a show where we get families back on track so that they can add years to their lives of their pets. And because of dogs and cats, they, you know, you, when you have uh, extra pounds, you're exposed to a whole host of diseases and arthritis. I mean, give us a little bit on that because I don't think people realize it when they're giving those little treats nonstop to a dog or a cat or letting them eat off their plate. They don't have the same weight we have. You're exactly right, Arden. You know, pets, they can't take in as many calories as humans. So a lot of times we find ourselves feeding them sometimes not just at the same time, but sometimes as much as we're eating. And to back to your question, you know, some of the things that that obesity and even just an overweight pet can cause, like you just said, type 2 diabetes, respiratory and heart diseases, osteoarthritis, high blood pressure, many forms of cancer. I mean, the list really goes on and on. And I think people understanding that these things add up. It's not you just overfeeding your pet one day and you not taking your pet for or dog for one walk. It's days and days and years that that this adds up. And believe it or not, the studies show that most of them are younger to middle-aged dogs. It's not the older dogs that are having the issues, which just means people are really neglecting their duties as a pet owner. Well, can you, without giving away the whole show, can you just give us a a teaser of a a dog or a cat that you helped and, and maybe a tip or two that worked? Yeah, sure. You know, I think what a lot of people will think when they see this show is they'll they'll say to themselves, well, why don't you just exercise more and feed less? You know, yeah. like that seems like the natural answer. Unfortunately, everybody's lifestyles are different. Right. You know, so to do those things, well, what type of exercise works for this pet and is exciting for this family? You know, versus, well, let's just take our dog for a walk. Well, if the family doesn't like walking, that's not going to work. Good point. You know, so as you watch the show, what you're going to find is me helping the family find elements that not just engage the family, but but make it fun and help grow the bond and relationship between the, the owners and the pets. Because again, you know, back to Presley and, and back to your chipper, you know, it's the time right. that we spend with them and the way we spend that time that grows that bond that, that changes our life. Exactly. And so I know you're a dog trainer extraordinaire, but you're going to deal with some uh, fat felines too, right? Yes, yes, I am. (laughs) My orange tabby Casey's, you'll love him. He should have been born in Texas. He was born in California, but he's a long, lean orange tabby. Uh, And he's like, I I think I got a Texas or Oklahoma accent, Travis. I love it. Well, yeah, we could definitely talk cats, you know, especially when it comes to the show. And I'm sure the rest of America and the world, you know, people go, well, they're cats. You know, they don't really exercise. And as you know, that's incorrect. Right. They're hunters. You got a hunter in the living room. You know that new book, it's called The Lion in the Living Room. We have a hunter in our house who has not had change in his DNA 
much since uh, the saber tooth. So they hunt, catch, kill, eat, groom, sleep. That's all they think about. Yep. They're not just lazy dust collectors. You're exactly <laughs> right. And there's a reason that people's indoor outdoor cats, or obviously even just outdoor cats, but indoor outdoor cats tend to be healthier than the indoor cats. And that's because they're drawn to the outdoors to hunt. You mm -hmm. know, to find that food. And sometimes they just do it for fun, you know, right. which, which can be kind of gross when something right. shows up on your kitchen floor that you're like, hey, where'd that come from? But that's, I think, the biggest struggle in, in helping these families understand that just because it's a cat and you think it's laying around and you think it's that that makes it happy. You know, I ask people all the time, you know, well, when you lay around all the time, do you usually feel well? And no. No, I don't. I usually feel sick when I'm laying around the whole time. And I'm like, okay, well, it's this, why wouldn't it be the same with them? So helping cat owners to understand that they need to work for their food and exercise as well and need to be on the same type of food plan. They don't go out in the woods and have a buffet style of food <laughs> no. uh, every single day. So yeah, kitty smorgasbords don't exist out in nature. Right. I don't think so. <laughs> so yeah. you, you kind of touch on something like using a, a food puzzle or something, right? Yeah, you know, those things are really great. And I think, you know, if there's a tip that I can give to listeners out there is don't necessarily feel that you need to like fill a food toy or a food ball or something with snacks and treats. There's no reason that you can't use the actual kibble, the portion amount from their meal. You know, that right. can be one of the biggest tips I can I can give people is that's a good uh, one. Yeah, pets can work for their actual food. It doesn't have to be a treat. It doesn't have to be a table food or snack. You know, there's no excuse to giving things outside of their normal meal time. You know, unless there's a reason. You know, they missed a meal or they did exercise or something of that. So that'd be one of my biggest tips is is use their food for their treats and their snacks on an everyday basis. That sounds great. Now this show, My Fat Pet, is going to air this fall. Correct on Animal Planet. That's the plan. All right. And any books coming out or any other, before we say goodbye, final shout outs, this is your time, man. Oh, yeah. Thanks so much. Well, we have um, the blogs fired up. We got a lot of exciting things coming out at uh, greatestamericandogtrainers.com. We have a lot of stuff happening here in New York City, and we'll start traveling in the fall. So just uh, make sure you check our website for updates. You can also, for a shorter link, gadogtrainers.com. GADogTrainers.com. Everybody, did you get it? GADogTrainers.com. Yeah. And I miss you. I remember we ran into each other at some pet event after you won your award, and you were very sweet. And um, stay true to who you are because I, I think people realize you have a very good message to give. And, and, you know, I'm so proud of you. And just stay off of tractors trailers or, you know, <laughs> get away from the farm, man. You don't want to cause any more calamity. I know. Too expensive out there. <laughs> it is. So it is my honor to have had Travis Borson on our show. Again, go to gadogtrainers.com and check out frogstreet.com for all you teachers out there. He's the real deal. And he took a little dog with no training and look what he's blossomed into. He's living proof that our dogs do bring out the best in us. And I have to say, Sorry, the cat say, Casey's here going, what about me, my chopped liver? <laughs> really? I mean, my cat does clicker training, so he's like, really? People don't believe how smart those cats really are if you'll put the effort in, or, and I'm very impressed. <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, as long as you make it our idea and you show us what the deal is, we're in. <laughs> you're right. You're <laughs> All right. right. Well, congratulations again on your young new baby, Blue, 
And to Heather, I wish you the best. I think the little boy blue is going to have a great daddy because you know how to train dogs. And there's a lot of parallelisms, aren't there? Well, I figured if I can't teach him to sit, stay, and come, then we have problems. <laughs> sit, stay, change your diapers. No. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes, change your diaper. Feed yourself your own bottle. That'd be great. Well, once the show comes, we definitely want to have you back on because we want everybody to know about Animal Planet's new show airing this fall called My Pet Pet. We got to have you back, man. Eight years is, what, nine years is too long. I'd love it, Arden. Thanks so much. All right, guys. And at this time, I also want to give a big salute, pause, and applause to my producer, Mark Winter. He is the executive producer of Pet Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet. Probably on Mars, too, because I don't think they have any radio shows, but uh, we can brag for Mars, too. And I also want you to check out my Facebook page. It's just Arden Moore. Very easy. And if you're looking to uh, train, learn pet first aid, we have the only dog cat teaching team in the country. Go to Pet First Aid for You. You actually get to do a lot of things on Casey and Kona, and they will purr and wag tails the whole way through. So until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave! Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.